Howdy, y'all, and welcome to The Daily Grind with your host, John Spencer. Grab a mug of your favorite brew and join me and my sister, Carla, and then get ready to brew your brain, sharpen your wit, and enrich your faith. We'll give you the rundown on today's date, share some interesting historical facts, and then toss out a few random musings just to get your brain gears turning. Plus, I'll offer up some thoughts to ponder on your walk with Jesus. So let's get this show on the road. Good morning, Carla. It's Friday and it's December. Happy December. (laughs) All the Advent calendars can start working. Here we go. So good morning, Daily Grind. It's Friday. We've made it a whole nother week. And on this date, December 1st in 1824, no candidate had won the majority of U.S. electoral vote. So it became the only election to require an election in the House of Representatives under the provisions of the 12th Amendment. And so on February 9th, 1825, the House chose John Quincy Adams as president, although Andrew Jackson won more actual votes. Oh, I'm just trying to picture the timeline here. So we had a no. November election in December was still not decided. So yep. but in February, it was all settled. No, no okay. clear majority. Yeah. Okay. So it Got went it. to February, had to be elected in the House. Got it. Quincy's chosen. Yeah. 12 amendment at work. But I just think it's amazing. You want to go, wow, back in 1824. And we just act like, oh my gosh, popular vote, electoral vote. In 1885, Carla, Charles. Alderton served a beverage at the W.B. Morrison Company Old Corner Drugstore in Waco, Texas, that he called Dr. Pepper. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Happy birthday, Dr. Pepper. 1885. Dr. Pepper. Whoa. Okay. And on this date in 1891, James Naismith. Do you know who that guy is? Basketball. Yep. A gym teacher. Invented mm-hmm. basketball. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, basketball. I know. Basketball and Dr. Pepper share birthdays. <laughs> that is amazing. What a great day. <laughs> <laughs> and on this date in 1941, the Civil Air Patrol was founded in New York City. And on That's this cool date, it is a cool thing. And on this date in 1955, Rosa Parks refused to move to the back. Of a public bus in Montgomery, Alabama. Good for her. Good for her. December 1st is Antarctica Day. Oh, okay. It's Civil Air Patrol Day. Yes. It's Eat a Red Apple Day. (laughs) Okay. It's National Christmas Lights Day. Ah, okay. So I'm probably going to wait till the day after. Right. To hang up my Christmas lights because it's a Saturday. Right. And it's World AIDS Day. Okay. And so now's that time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. The song, We Need a Little Christmas. Yes. Right this very minute. Yeah. Right this very minute. Was originally about starting Christmas very early. One week after Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Listen to it. Hmm. I just think it's crazy because I remember in October before Halloween, people had Christmas stuff up. And I just feel like I just I just don't like that overlapping of (laughs) stuff. Do them in order. I know. Do them appropriately. (laughs) 
end one before you start the <laughs> next one. It's just all just don't let them all become a blur. You know, <gasps> pyrokinesis was yes. made up by Stephen King in his 1980 novel Firestarter, which Whoa. described someone being able to control fire with their mind. That's um, what a wordsmith he was. <laughs> I know that's not a real thing. Wow. So yeah, people really can't do that. You know, I was thinking about Lottie Dog and she d- and Nash too, for that matter. Neither one of them know that space is a thing. You're likely correct. Yes. It so that leads me to wonder: what if we don't know something else is a thing? There's probably some things we don't know <laughs> that are things, right? That are <laughs> that that are like space to a dog. You know, that I'm just going. <laughs> I just know what I know, but but there could be a thing that we don't know anything about. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Henry the Eighth of England arranged to marry Anne of Cleves after seeing a portrait that he commissioned of her. Yes, but after he met her in person, no, he thought she was not as attractive as her painting, and so he annulled the marriage. And that portrait is now in the Louvre. So she was lucky, actually. <laughs> that that was the best way yes. out. <laughs> you don't know how good you got. Oh, right. <laughs> and and you got a nice picture out of the right. deal. Um, that apparently uh, was photoshopped. So, <laughs> oh. Natalie Portman skipped the film premiere of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Because she had to study for her high school finals. Oh, that's crazy. Wow. I know. That's just, what? So, you know, the other night I was having a hard time going to sleep. So I was just staring at my ceiling. And I'm not sure if it's the best ceiling in the world. But it's definitely up there. (laughs) It is up there. That's where you want it to be. (laughs) Staying up there. Hey, Carla, oh, thanks, thanks, thanks for spending another week with me and, and ushering in a new month. Oh, happy uh, December, on the Daily Grind. Yes, thank oh. you so much. Happy December. And so we're counting down 24 <laughs> days to Christmas. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, slow down. It's on. Okay. Well, good morning, Marisa. Good morning, John. Early morning from a late night close win by the Cowboys oh my gosh they stressed me out (laughs) yeah but a win's a win so it's Friday and so on the daily grind we're gonna shift gears we're gonna take a step away from Psalms but we're gonna spend some time just looking at the Old Testament and really kind of what is the Bible how is it put together and and a few things about it and then we're gonna go through the story of God's people So that's what we'll be walking through Fridays. And so to start all that off, I thought we'd spend a little bit of time in this thing that we call the Bible, uh, which we get from the Greek word biblia, which means books. Because isn't it biblioteca in Spanish? Uh, That is. That is library. You know, John, when you said they're from the Greek word, I started thinking of my big fat Greek wedding. It's so rise good. from the Greek word. Word. <laughs> yes, the the father may be the head, but the wife is the neck, and the neck can turn the head wherever <laughs> it wants. Spelt mm. different, pronounced the same, because you know, but it's all from that kind of Greek and then into Latin. Bible 
if you have one in your hand, if you ever look at one, it looks like a single book. But I always think about my Bible as like a bookshelf, and there's all mm-hmm. kinds of books on it. In hmm. uh, our Bible, typically, it's 66 books. Could be 63, because a few of those that we call like First and Second Samuel or First and Second Kings were originally one book. They just would have been one you know, book in the Old Testament. But back when they were writing this stuff, they weren't writing on books. They were writing in scrolls. They're just too long to fit on one scroll. So there was two scrolls. So the first one was one and the second one was two. You've never said that one, though. No, no. My English (laughs) is better than that. At least least for that one. But isn't it kind of funny, though, for somebody to call it a holy Bible? Isn't it already holy? So that word holy just means set apart. And, and different and unique and sometimes people will call it um, the holy scriptures mm-hmm. scriptures is again one of those words in english which derived from it just means it's a sacred text but it really is kind of an amazing there are 66 books were written over a range of about 1500 years like moses probably started writing stuff about 1400 bc and we probably finished things up 70 a.d so yeah about about a century and a half is is what you have the span of it all and it's written in three languages hebrew a few parts of the old testament are written in aramaic and then most of the new testament was all written in greek i mean we pick it all up because it's all been translated to english but originally we're talking about three different languages it's written by 40 different human authors. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, and um, who all end up writing, because I think from my perspective, these were guys who weren't just writing for the fun of it or to be career authors. I think they were had a sense that, hey, I am writing and I'm being inspired like the Holy Spirit's really helped that amount of time on all these different continents through all these time periods and in different cultures. Sometimes when they're, you know, not even a nation, you're having things written, you're having them in the formation, they've been conquered and exiled. You have just all these different settings. So it's really kind of incredible that we have it all put together and compiled and that we have some of these texts that are that old. Abraham, when we, look at him next Friday. I mean, that's like 3,400 years ago. <laughs> oh, wow. Who decides what goes inside the book? The like Bible itself? Like what? Yeah. Books? Great question. The theology kind of term for all those books is the canon. Okay. And there are different canons. The Protestant Bible is the 66 books because it has the Old Testament and the New Testament. And that word Testament is a thing we don't use much anymore it really kind of means like covenant okay the roman catholic bible has a set of books that they refer to as the apocrypha like tobit and maccabees and there's some other kind of things that the protestants didn't put in the canon of scripture and the greek orthodox church has a few other uh writings all of us agree on the 66 that are in the protestant and then there are a few folks that have different other writings. And it wasn't, though, like a 
back room filled full of cigar smoke and people were, I didn't like that guy. Let's keep his book out. It, it kind of grew into what we had out of people who studied and taught and said, hey, you know what? Culturally, we really think this is valid and we know it totally to be true and accurate. And there were some things that you go, uh, I, that may have been written or somebody may have written that later and said it was from back then. Mm-hmm. Even though it might have some things in it that are of value, it doesn't meet the really the standard of us going, yeah, we have confidence that that belongs in a book that we're saying this is things that are inspired. Oh, okay. And, and sacred. Yeah. And there's all kinds of literature in this book too, which is another thing. If you, if you, again, in, in my little brain, if I open up my Bible and I can think about it as books on a shelf, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like, Oh, in it, I will have books that are what we call the books of the law mm-hmm. where we have really God saying, Hey, here's all these rules. There are books that are primarily history, you know, will chronicle and, and tell the story of things that are evolved. There's books of poetry, okay. Psalms being one of those, but it's not the only one. I mean, there's other books of poetry in there too. And there's uh, books that we call the major prophets. And there's books that we call the minor prophets. And that doesn't mean like major league and minor league. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, poor poor Amos, he could never make it into the majors. You know, he was a minor prophet his whole life. Um, it just means that what they wrote was short. So it's, we have, we have long prophetic books and short prophetic books okay. uh, when, when they say major and minor. And the poetry books are also sometimes called wisdom books because sometimes they, they do more than just talk about poetry. Like Proverbs really isn't poetry, but it's about wisdom. You know, if that makes sense. Gotcha. So is, uh, I got a question. So Corinthians, Uh that is uh, poetic. So Corinthians, now Paul gets a little poetic in part of it, but when we get into the New Testament, we have the Gospels. So they all tell the story of Jesus. And then there's a history book called Acts, which is how the church started and its first, you know, 70 years or so. And then we have letters that are written to churches and Corinthians is one of those. The apostle Paul wrote a letter to people who lived in the town of Corinth. And he wrote at least two that we know of, because we call it first and second Corinthians. But for we all, all we know, he might've written five letters to them, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but it's a long time ago. And these are the two that we have, but Corinthians is a letter. And then there are some, like personal letters to people, not just churches. And then there is one book at the very end that is apocalyptic, mm. uh, which has to do with like end times. That's revelation. So uh, um, yes, I actually yeah. knew that one. I knew that one. So, but that's kind of the types of literature. So when, even when people talk about I'm reading, it isn't your question though, is so good Maritza, because in, like the law, the books of law, you will find poetry, okay. you know, so it's not all, it, it's not that clean divided. You will find a lot of times the prophets will use poetic imagery and 
in the same times, you will sometimes hear some of the wisdom and poetic books will actually lay out a little bit of history. You know, but you think about reading a book, if you went and found a book that was over a thousand years old, you wouldn't pick it up like you were going to read something by John Grisham. <laughs> yeah. You know, because you'd go, man, I got to know something about that culture and that time and that, right. you know, how things were. So it's that kind of way with this as well. Well, um, so you said, so you said it's kind of like a library. So does that mean it's not chronological? No, it's not chronological necessarily. Okay. So if, if somebody was like, I'm going to read the Bible from the beginning to the end, where's the beginning then? So it is the first, like, so when you get into the Old Testament, okay. uh, if we're looking at that first covenant book, those first five books are the beginning. Okay. So the, the law books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all those books are the books of the law. Oh my gosh, Dan, you said those names, and I'm all like, aren't those all bands? <laughs> yeah, they're all, aren't those all bands? <laughs> so, and in, 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 in the Hebrew Bible, they call that the Torah, okay. or the books of law. And they actually have three categories. So they would say it's either Torah, or it's, and I'm going to butcher these, it's Ben. And that is that it's either law, prophets, or it's writings. Oh, okay. But those three, like Torah, Debian, Ketavin, think about it, T-N-K, that has an acronym in Hebrew called Tanakh. So the Hebrews called their whole Bible the Tanakh because it is the Torah, it is the prophets, and it's the you know other kind of writings. Okay. And so they really are kind of, somewhat chronological but what you'll find is that sometimes you know after the exodus you get in and then you have like first and second kings and then you have first and second chronicles that were written in different times but they kind of cover the same periods you know <sighs> so so and the way that they've lined up the prophets aren't all necessarily in the order that they occurred because job probably comes up later in the old testament but his story occurs much earlier in history okay. so um if and and i could share this with you i i couldn't tell you off the top of my head the chronology of all the 66 books i'd have to go look <laughs> it up uh, but the epistles aren't in chronological order either like thessalonians might have been one of the first letters that paul wrote but it's uh, off at the tail end you know romans wasn't the first one that he you know wrote but that's what follows acts oh, okay so hmm. yeah so uh and it's interesting to read it and i have a chronological bible on my shelf too that uh, that reads a little different you know because you go oh that kind of makes sense because this is what was going on then just like the Psalms aren't in a order of first to last written, they're kind of broken up by like cat categories and what's happening there and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So the, the Pentateuch is what we call kind of Torah um, and Penta is five. So the first five books are the law. I always just kind of have my mind blown by the fact that you're going, man, 40 writers, 66 books, 1500 years, and it all kind of fits together in a story. It's amazing. Wow. Um, 
And I think I've I've said this. Uh, I don't know if I've said it with you on Fridays, but in the daily grind, I'm one of those people that really believes that, you know, context is everything. And so the Bible was written for us, but it wasn't written to us. Oh, that's actually an <laughs> interesting way of hearing that. That it was written for us, but not to us. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interpretation before application. And, and some weird stuff happens with people because they will cherry pick or read a thing out of context. And you have all kinds of weird stuff that people believe because they didn't get what was being said. You know, they didn't understand the either the audience or the author's intent. Absolutely. I believe it is for us. I believe it is inspired. I believe it's for all people at all times and places to read, to gain wisdom from. But it wasn't originally written to us. I don't think that it was written in it, any modern language. And it wasn't written in our contemporary culture with its assumptions and values in mind. I mean, you know, to get the most benefit, I think, from what God was communicating when he inspired the authors of the Bible to write, we really need to enter in as best we can into their world and hear the words as close to the original audience would have heard them. Uh, and, and then go from there. Yeah. That doesn't sound too weird. No, it sounds weird, but it's... <laughs> It's just interesting because, you know, all that you said over 1500 years or more, I mean, you're looking at the beginning of time to now and then, you know, people, you know, writing the history, the, you know, interpretation or the, the you know, the voice of God and all this scripture and it's still being relevant today. I mean, that's, it's weird. It's interesting. Yeah, and 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 I think though, to me, yes, it's amazing, it's fascinating, um, but I also think that it can at times uh, that it has some stuff that's hard to understand, <laughs> you know. Well, and, and that's the reason why people interpret it differently. Yes, yes, and they can really distort it and. I'm one of those people that go, I think the best commentary on the Bible, if you like read a weird thing in there is to go, okay, well, how does that line up with everything else that's here? You know, how does it fit in with the overall trajectory of the story and God's word? Because it's nothing is just going to be a a way outlier, you know, at times. It's also just brutally honest find it encouraging but what as we read these stories you will see that god has his plans carried out by folk that are just messed up like you and me yeah (laughs) that that there's no superhumans or unbelievably up like you just what you find is people who just do sometimes some stuff and there's but that to me gives validity to the bible story because the if i was going to make a story up i would make it sound so much better but 
the authors in the Bible just kind of go, nope, warts and all. Here's how these people were. And and to me, that encourages me, too, because it gives me hope that I don't have to be perfect. I just need to be faithful and obedient. Yeah. You know? Thank Maritza. I, we're sitting here talking on the phone. Are you going to be at work this Friday? I am going to be at work today. I'm I'm going in. It's December first, John. It's, gotta, it's the first day of December. It is. I got to start the the month off correctly. So yes, I will oh, be I in. In fact, uh, Kristen's going to be working from home, and I'm going to have to decorate our cubicles. <laughs> yeah, my office should be completely decorated now. Yeah. By the hey, time well, I get to the office, it should be completely decorated. I will bring you uh, a Bible tomorrow. You're going to let me borrow one? Oh, I'm just going to give you one. <gasps> really? You... Yes. Yeah. Are oh, you not going to be like the lady at the estate sale? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is <laughs> so... Hey, everybody in Daily Grad Nation, you got to tell the okay. story. It oh. is the craziest thing. So, and, and I hope that estate sale lady, I hope you're not one of my listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm, I say it every week. I'm on a spiritual journey. And so I went to a TCU game and there was an estate sale. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go walk and look at this estate sale. So. Went inside, looked around, and I, I told you, John, I don't own a Bible. So I'm looking, and I see this really pretty, like, leatherback Bible. And so I picked it up, and I was like, oh, this is nice. And I put it down, walked away. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back and get it. And I went, and I walked to it, and I touched it. And this other lady, older woman, probably in her 60s or so, grabbed it. And she looked at me, and I, I let go of it. And... She's like, it's a pretty Bible, right? I go, yes. And uh, I said, are you, uh, you going to get it? And she's like, I think so. She's like, do you have a Bible? And I said, no, that's why I was trying to get one. I, I wanted to get uh, my first Bible. And she looked at me, she goes, she goes, oh. And then she just walked away. With the Bible? With the Bible. Like, she's like, oh, but the, oh, but the, oh, but the oh, she looked at me. She's like, oh, like, oh, you don't have a Bible. Like, you don't oh. have a Bible? And well, you she, still don't. So. <laughs> John, though, but I was like, I go, yeah, I said, this would be my first Bible. I was just, I, I like the way it looked. And she looked at me, she's like, oh. <laughs> she just walked away, paid the lady at the at the little desk, and I just sat there. I was like, well, you know what? That one was not meant for me. And I hope so. that it was what she needed. <laughs> well, I... So I've got one that's just going to be yours and until you decide to go find a nice leather one that you can jack from somebody at a state <laughs> sale. Well, thank you, John. I really appreciate that. I am, I am grateful. Uh, but it was, but she, I don't think she understood what she did. Like I said, they go, Oh yeah. I said, I was, I thought about purchasing it because it's my, it would be my first Bible. She goes, you don't own a Bible? I go, no. She goes, oh. Oh. But, and she, but I'm not like, going to go, well, here. In fact, but I, I wish you thought... could see my face. I wish you could see my face because just imagine looking at yourself and, and tilting your head like, oh, like, like, poor you. Ah. But I'm still going to take off with this. <laughs> I think so. 
when you first told me that story, I honestly, in my mind, go, I was running ahead. I was like, oh, she went and bought that Bible and gave it to you and said, here, this, it was like, the opposite of that. No, and it I was. Go, it was oh, not a, so terrible. It wasn't a continuous. It was a thun thun. The end. The end. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I laughed. All I could do was laugh. Done. I was like, you know what? That one was not meant for me. <laughs> <laughs> but no. thank you, John. Yeah. No, and I should have done that earlier. Yeah. So, okay. Daily Grind Nation, you don't need to send me emails and messages and, to, you know, you don't need to let me know that I was slow on the draw. With that. But, <laughs> so it's we okay. will get married to one of those. And I also think it's pretty amazing too, talking about just the, the makeup of it and how, you know, it was written on all these different continents and these different languages across this expanse of time but the guys who wrote it were so different too yeah yeah there were people from the country and the city and like well and like moses who wrote most of the pentateuch or the torah was a hebrew but he was raised and educated in the palaces of egypt i mean you probably saw that cartoon prince of egypt Yes, I did. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> That's where that story comes from. Ah, there you go. The movie got it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, but he ends up committing murder, fleeing, and he spends forty years out raising sheep, and then you know God calls him back. But you have. David, who started out as a shepherd, who becomes a warrior, who becomes a king. Then you have those kind of wise people. But then you have prophets who come from all over the kinds of places. Now, John, do you find yourself, um, like you tend to always refer back to a particular person, like to David or to uh, one of the apostles, like John, right? Is there a writing that you tend to continue to go to not so much that it's your favorite but you just you just happen to go to those particular authors you know wow that's a good question um <laughs> i you don't have to I, answer me right now you can sit here and think about it this could be one of those things or drink some more coffee and, and really think about it but i you know because you're right there's all these different types of authors they have not so much completely different views they all have the same goal but obviously they all have different lives that they lived or were put through different types of trials so i was curious if there's a particular author that you um tend to gravitate towards in the new testament the guy that took up the market share (laughs) (laughs) you know was paul because he wrote all these letters we tend to have a lot more of his stuff I tend, though, to spend as much time in the Gospels in the New Testament as I do there. David is somebody that I think I read a lot of because of the time I spend in the Psalms. Oh, okay. But even the guys that wrote the Gospels, it's kind of different. So, like, you know, Matthew was a tax collector. I mean, he was kind of a Roman sympathizer and 
traitor to his people who becomes this apostle, you know, and he writes a book. Mark is somebody who was a young man and kind of witnessed the ministry of Jesus and really approached this kind of history about it and, and was a travel companion of Paul's. And Luke also wrote Acts. You know, it. yeah, I think, and it depends on where I'm at and what I'm doing. But yeah, that's a good question. I'll think about that. <laughs> and, you know, and then you have the epistles written by some of the other apostles, too. You have Peter and James. And, you know, Pete started out as a fisherman. Mm, no, I did not know that. Starting on Fridays, as we look at the story of God's people, we're going to start a little into it. So we're going to pick up the story with God calling Abraham. Okay. That's in Genesis. Uh-huh. And actually, as the story begins... He, we'll be looking at a guy called Abram because uh, God's going to give him a new name later. I know that was a spoiler. I would hate it if, oh, we, were man. To, if we were going you know, to watch the movie Genesis and I'm telling you, okay, this is going to be scary, this next scene. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's going to be a never-ending story moment. Say my name! <laughs> really a cool story. God's going to make this covenant with Abram that sets up the start of his people. Uh, and so, yeah, we'll start with that. And a covenant be good. means what again? When we think about covenant, uh, it is like, and this is not a good translation, but it's just to get our minds thinking about it. It's kind of like a contract. Okay. But it is so much more it's so much more binding and deep god made this covenant to say this is an agreement between me and you and basically god's saying i'm making you a promise and one of the things i don't ever do is break them i know you will but i won't and so we'll we'll talk about how that story that agreement between two parties you know that god sets up begins with people in the old testament and turns into the people of israel um and how they would relate to god to know him and then we'll see the differences in and similarities and fulfillments of god making a new covenant with people after the messiah shows up and yeah. and he kind of makes that start. Well, I don't want to jump ahead, so we'll see that. So, yeah, you got some time. Read some Genesis stuff. I would say, man, I'm I'm hoping you will come with what in the world is going on here. <laughs> I probably will, Don. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible I'm going to give you is going to have some good maps in the back, too, because there will be some times where you want to go, oh, I can see where that's going on in the world. Because yeah. when you think about all these people going and moving, it's like, man, some of that was some pretty good distance. And they were just all walking around. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, there was no, whew, good thing I had my frequent flyer miles. <laughs> um, as always, Maritza, thanks for carving out time to do Friday Daily Grinds with me. I've had a lot of folks tell me, and I agree with them. I just want to tell you here with all the daily grind nation people listening that i have a lot of folks who've said fridays are some of my favorite daily grinds because i find maritza's 
discovery and interest and the way that she views what she's reading in the scripture so refreshing and inspiring no and i go me too because what i love about it is like you're reading some stuff and it's like that is the absolute first time i've read that (laughs) well john this has definitely been a uh (laughs) spiritual journey for me (laughs) you are not just reading it for the first time but you just have some great like insights i love how you picked up on the psalms i mean you could tell this is a musician reading music <laughs> well that's how it felt and it even yes. felt that way just listening to the the cadence of it it's like oh i can i can feel the music here i so, love it so i'm gonna well, be excited you, to see how you pick up and you know as as we just walk through together through this whole story i will tell you that i personally find it encouraging and it helps me man, try to look at it with the freshest eyes I can. And, and I'm indebted to you for that too. So I just want to say thanks to that as well. And, and it's a privilege to be on this journey with you. Oh, well, thank you, John. And thank you for, thank you for coming along for the ride too. It's yeah. been, it's definitely been um, different and not in a, not in a bad way or anything. It's, it's literally been just, it's life changing. And it's just an interesting path to be on yeah put in the show notes but if you guys want to join us next friday i will go ahead and tell you we're going to be looking at god's call of abraham so we'll be in genesis 12 verses 1 through 9 genesis 15 and 17 1 through 13 it's what we're going to kind of pick up so all right so marisa have a great weekend oh thank you you too just get some rest, get caught up on your schoolwork. I know. I uh, Yesterday was my, um, or day before yesterday, Wednesday, was my 15th wedding anniversary. Oh, you and John, congratulations. Yeah, 15 years. And it was wonderful. We had a, a wonderful dinner. So I oh, definitely so got cool. behind on some schoolwork, though. <laughs> I was Man, like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do any homework on my uh, anniversary, so I'll do this. Nor should you. I will see you at work tomorrow. See you next Friday on the Daily Grind. Everybody else, we'll see you Monday on a new episode. And in the meantime, just walk in all of the great.